Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, thank you for tuning in to Growing in Grace. It's your number one at work podcast. <laughs> Heard every week on Growing in Grace. Keep it tuned right here. And again, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> now I hear... You know, some of those things on the radio, you know, they're supposed to keep people listening. It's your number one ad workstation. And so, oh, well, I can't listen to this at home. I'm in my car. Just got to listen to it at work. But, uh, you know, I, I know people listen to this podcast in their cars, in their trucks, driving, in their vans, uh, out gardening, out for their walk, out for their run, on the treadmill. House. I mean, in what's that? Cleaning house. Cleaning house. And whatever way you, that you're listening, I mean, like we were talking about last week, we do appreciate it. We very much do. And I think that this day and age where <laughs> we can sit here recording this thing, you know, you're where you are and I'm where I am. We're recording this thing. And then it gets put into a digital form. It gets uploaded to the Internet. And anywhere, anyone anywhere around the world can download and listen. I just think that's awesome. I know MP3s and the internet has been around for quite some time now, but it still blows my mind what God is doing with this uh, all around the world. Yeah, and one thing that's been interesting to me, because it's we're just two guys talking, right? It's not like we have this great budget where we've advertised this thing. <laughs> it's just mostly been word of mouth and, and a little social media, but more people are finding out about it. More people keep listening. The listening numbers keep going up. And so that's a sign, I think, that there are people out there just looking for some answers in their life, looking for some peace. And uh, who knows, maybe maybe someday, Joel, will be your number one um, <laughs> at church podcast. Hey, hey, no, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that would mean the pastors are listening, or they're just people with earphones in their in their ear while the pastor's teaching. But, um, <laughs> but seriously, well, I remember one time. You know, I was in in a legalistic church, and the pastor was preaching, and, and I was taking notes. And I looked down, and I realized that every single thing that I was writing down was exactly the opposite of what the pastor was saying. And I think that I, I just picture someone in church, uh, the pastor's given the sermon, and they, like you say, they got their headphones on, they're listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> or any other great grace-based podcast, for that matter. Well, uh, let's pick up on where we left off last week because we were kind of right in the middle of something, but the, the quick review on this, uh, growingandgrace.org, you can catch the last podcast because it's the first, last week was the first of what will be a series of podcasts. And so we kind of brought out in the garden with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that God commanded Adam to stay away from. So we already see there was an element of law at work when God commanded Adam quote unquote, thou shall not eat of that tree. If you do, you'll die. Um, and we saw the results of, of what happened with that. The tree represented the law that would later come through Moses. It represented man's inability to work harder at trying to improve himself or to make himself 
acceptable to God, to make himself more approved by God. That's what law does. I mean, that, that's the road it takes you down, and it's a place of death. And, and Joel, I'm, I'm looking in, in Romans 7, when Paul was comparing the old law to the new way that, that we have found in Christ, he, he talked about that law, it bore fruit to death. And he, he was encouraging them to, to die to that law, or that they had died to that law through the body of Christ, and joined to Jesus, who was raised from the dead. We were raised with him in order that we might bear fruit for God. What happened under the law? They were bearing fruit for death. Yeah. In, in the garden, as we've been talking about, there were two trees. Well, there were, there were actually many trees, but the two that were highlighted, of course, were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, like you were talking about, came death. Obviously... God wanted them to choose the tree of life because that's where that's actually where life would have been found. And so, like you were talking about from Romans 7 here, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. Well, Paul talks about how is it that they can uh, bear fruit to life? Well, that is by Jesus Christ. The previous verse in Romans 7, verse 4, Therefore you have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him, that's to Jesus, who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. (laughs) And so you see the difference there. You got the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. You got the tree of life. Obviously, that's where life is found. Now here in Romans 7, Paul's talking about the law. The way to bear fruit to death is to try to live by the law, try to follow the law. The way to bear fruit to God (laughs) is to die to the law. It's so easy to see, at least it is for me, how how connected these things are. And, you know, part of this, uh, the reason for this series is to talk about why Jesus himself taught two different covenants. And so uh, we're saying a lot of this stuff to lead up to that. In Romans 7, you know, Paul talks more about this, but sin, taking opportunity by the commandment, produced in me all manner of evil desire, for apart from the law, sin was dead. You know, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, before they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they were dead to sin. There, you know, there, there was, they had no sin to worry about. They're, they're, they weren't concerned at all with, is this sin? Is that sin? Have I broken God's law? Have I done this? Have I done that? They were alive to God, and they were dead to sin. There was no such thing in their eyes, but it was when they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that all of a sudden they woke up, so to speak, and they understood. Wow. (laughs) They were naked, and they were ashamed of it for the first time ever. They had always been naked, but for the first time, they were ashamed of it. That's what the law does. That's what, apart from the law, sin is dead. But when the law comes in, sin revives. That's what Paul says, sin revives. And, and, and he says, I died. Yeah, I mean, Adam and Eve, they were in a place of, of a state of perfection and, and righteousness, God's righteousness, without realizing that. And so they, they try to make themselves better through some sort of effort, in this case, eating from the tree. Were they deceived? Did they disobey? Was it sin? Yeah, all of that. But they blew it because they were, they were looking 
at the law tree and, and trying to make themselves wiser and more like God. And so our first example of passing the buck occurred. Adam, how could you, God says. Well, it's that woman you gave me. <laughs> well, what about it, Eve? It's that serpent over there. I mean, we're already, you know, blaming somebody else mm -hmm. right away. And, and uh, instead of even taking on the, their, their own responsibility for their failure at uh, taking God at his word. And so what happened later on with uh, some things occurred in between here, of course, in the scripture, but eventually God pulls together a people, the Israelites. So we learned something from the garden, right? We're going to learn the same thing all over again through this covenant that God would establish with Israel through Moses. And a couple of things to uh, point out about this law that came through this covenant, several things actually. First of all, the Jewish people were not forced into it. God did not shove this down their throat. Uh, that's not how a covenant works, frankly. In order for a covenant to be valid, both parties must agree to it. And in this case, uh, God and the Jewish people. And when God presented the law and, and laid out for them this covenant and the requirements that would be included, instead of saying, I mean, 613 commands, really? Instead of saying, I don't think we can do this, this looks pretty tough, we might need some help. They didn't say any of that. They just said, we can do this, we will do it. <laughs> it's just human pride developing here. We, we you know, clench our fists, we're gonna try hard to do this, and it will be righteousness for us after we do. Of course, they were not able to keep the covenant or to follow the law because the law required perfection. They, they couldn't just try their best. They just could That was the curse of the law. They were required to abide by all of it, which brings me to another point here, Joel, before I let you jump back in. But the other thing here is that the, the entire law came as a package. It was never meant to be broken up like what Christianity has done with it. Uh, and the Jews knew this, but uh, around that 613 uh, rules, laws, commands, and statutes that were in there, they were never meant to be broken up as if some were to be eliminated or crossed off while others were still to be kept. It was a package. And uh, in Deuteronomy, you, you can find this, Deuteronomy chapter 12, 30, uh, verse 32, Deuteronomy 4, verse 2, check it out, the package, the law package, nothing was meant to ever be added to it, and nothing was ever meant to be taken away from it. Yeah, that's good. I Maybe... Uh Maybe next week we can spend a little bit more time on that because there's a lot to say about that. I don't think I can squeeze it in here at the end of this podcast. Uh, we can at least bring it up again. But uh, one thing that you were talking about a little while ago, or at least one thing um, that I see here in the, in the scriptures regarding you know what Adam and Eve, what happened when they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? God, and you can read all about this in Genesis 3, the curse that came and everything, and God says, uh, what God did was he took a tunic of skin and covered them. He made tunics of skin, Genesis 3.21, and clothed them. He, he covered them. You know, because I was talking about how they, had, they were naked and ashamed for the first time. So God covered them with tunics of skin. And obviously that skin, where did that skin come from? It had to have come from an animal. So there had to be some sort of an animal sacrifice, even though it doesn't exactly mention it that way in the scriptures. But the point here is, is that that only covered them. It didn't actually take away their sin. Something else would have to happen, and God prophesies of a future time. 
when the remedy would come. But at that time, all that it did, all that God did was covered them, but didn't take away their sin. Same thing. We find the exact same thing in Hebrews 11, talking about these animal sacrifices. It says, every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, these animal sacrifices that happened under the old covenant, which can never take away sins. So all animal sacrifices, everything that happened under the old covenant, same thing with being covered. God set that in motion, the old covenant, the sacrifices of animals and everything. He, of course, clothed Adam and Eve as well, but that was never what he wanted to do. We've talked about how God's will was not those old covenant sacrifices, but Hebrews eleven twelve or Hebrews ten twelve says, But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. It was always going to be about the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So more to come next week on Growing in Grace as we lead up to why Jesus taught two covenants, focusing in on the next uh, at least week or two on uh, the purpose of the first covenant. It was meant to stop mouths. It was meant to stop people from boasting. It was meant to be the ministry of death and condemnation. That is what we'll talk about next week, right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.